Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but my favorite part of that little video is the final scene. It's like so intense, right? You're thinking to yourself, what's gonna happen? Is the archer gonna hit the bullseye? And so that's the question that I wanna answer this weekend. How do we consistently hit the bullseye as families and individuals? But before we go there, I need just to give a quick congratulations to the Appleton North boys and girls volleyball team as they beat Kimberly last night and will advance to state. Now. I gotta tell you up front, I didn't get a lot of sleep, so I'm out of routine and I'm a little tired, okay? Um, but I'm really excited because the girls and boys beat Kimberly. And while we love you, Kimberly, we love beating you, okay? It doesn't really matter. I know some of you are watching online and you just turned me off right now. It doesn't matter if we play for Nina or Manasha. I mean, Kakana, doesn't it feel good when you beat Kimberly? It's just like, oh, thank you, Jesus, right? Okay, I mean... And if you're not a Jesus follower, you're like, yeah. In fact, uh, Ryan's here. We were texting each other last night. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, there's just something so special about that. So excited about our girls and boys uh, winning and moving on to state. All right, so uh, let's get back to uh, God's word before I get in trouble. Um, We've been talking about family. And we've been saying that family, the definition of family is really God's design for us to experience his love and learn how to love within our families. And if you've been tracking along in this series, uh, week one, I laid three foundational truths when it comes to family. I said, first of all, that kids are arrows, according to Psalm 127, are a blessing and not a burden. I said that there are different arrows, meaning you have different children. You've said to yourself, how could those two kids come from the same family, right? Different personalities, makeup, wirings, whatever. And yet there's one target and that target is not perfection. It's love. And then I laid before you this last foundational truth that our arrows go way beyond our own lives. They're a part of our legacy. And so we wanna make sure as parents, Psalm 127 gives us this biblical picture of what family is, that every family is an archery range, that every parent is an archer and every child is an arrow. And then last week I came back and we talked about what healthy families or individuals look like. And I gave you five areas, right? I said that parents care for their kids and awesome families have fun and healthy families promote growth. And I talked about this ring right here, this red ring that strong families are a part of a church and that, and, that, and that really healthy families serve God by serving others. And I left you with this idea that I want every single family at Pathways, every single individual at Pathways to hit, yes, to hit the what? The bullseye. I want you to hit the bullseye. And I am so happy to be a part of a congregation. It fills my heart with joy to know that we have some amazing individuals and amazing families who are part of Pathways. 
Like you have no idea to be a spiritual leader and a pastor. It is incredible to look across a room like this or to know that there are hundreds of people who are watching online in different parts of the Fox Valley, who are watching in different states, who uh, even last week there was somebody tuning in from a different country. And I thought to myself, wow, that might be a first for Pathways, but who are receiving God's word, a part of what God is doing here at Pathways. And, and it's just incredible. In fact, Friday night, we had a kids night out there were uh, almost 60 kids who were dropped off and we have some pictures. They were having a lot of like fall fun. And really what that means is while it's kids night out, it means that it's parents night out because you guys went on a date and I don't know where you went. Maybe you went to Costco and you circled Costco three times and you got all the samples. And then you went back in your car, threw on a hoodie and went and got dessert there. I don't know what you were doing for your date, but it was awesome. And uh, then we had our students who were building, they're a part of Operation Christmas Child. They built the boxes that we are filling up as a church to give a child Christmas overseas. And so um, I'm so proud of our students, watching them and being a part of that. By the way, our kids ministry right now in this service, our elementary uh, environment is closed because we don't have enough volunteers. And so if you wanna be a part, this is kind of our lid in terms of what God can do in our kids ministry. Uh, we would love for you to be a part of our kids ministry and serve in elementary. And if you're a part of parents night out or kids night out, whatever you wanna call it, if you're a parent who went out, would you consider in the next couple months serving so that other parents can go on a date and spend some time and begin to build into their marriage and their relationship? So we have some incredible families. We have incredible families who serve together, incredible individuals in small groups. We have this goal of packaging those 700 boxes with, with Project Lighted Up and you can stop outside and pick something up in the lobby and be a part of that. And not only that, but our Damascus Road, our second, uh, our second Saturday in, in November is kicking off our team lead, Darian Gibbs, as well as the uh, representative from Damascus Road this week, because of your generosity, went and bought about $2,000 worth of fabric so that we can do those blankets and you can sign up online and participate and be a part of that on November 12th. And also, I'm just so proud of a church that cares about the campus of the church. In fact, we had about a dozen individuals this weekend on Saturday morning cleaning up and making sure our campus is uh, just looking gorgeous for the glory of God. Because how many of you know, when you drive onto a campus, you walk into a space and environment, immediately you gather and you pick up messages about what that is like, just like your home, right? And so we want God's house to be a, in a place of just uh, beauty and wonder and awe-inspiring as we worship God together. Well, when it comes to targets and archery, um, recently there is a gentleman by the name of Lars Anderson. Lars Anderson, he's a Danish archery. You can YouTube him and check him out. I was watching him this week in some of his videos. And it's pretty incredible because when we talk about archery today, we have all kinds of technology like compound bows and, and things of this nature with sights. And I mean, all the technology that's a part of this is pretty incredible. But Lars discovered some of the ancient techniques when it comes to archery and the power and the simplicity in which he uses his bow and arrow is pretty incredible. And what I learned about Lars is that he took some of the old wisdom of archers and applied it today. Not to necessarily new technology, but to old technology in a way that is just mind blowing. Because the power and the accuracy in which he uses arrows to, to hit targets and to do some amazing feats is pretty powerful. 
Now you might ask yourself, well, how did, how did that ever, how did we ever lose some of that, that, that innovation and that insight? Like, how did that fall by the wayside? Well, it fell by the wayside because of two reasons. First, one was of Hollywood myth that if you ever watch movies like, uh, I think it was Kevin Costner who played Robin Hood, is that right? Or other movies, you'll always see archers pulling their arrows from their quiver that's on their back. Actually, it's a waste of time. It's not how archers of the ancient world would pull and use their arrow. And so he just uses the techniques of a, a time gone by to really leverage what it means to use a bow and arrow. And it's pretty incredible what he does with it. The second reason that it's lost some of its power in terms of modern day archery is not only Hollywood myth, but also of the archery culture. It just has relied so heavily on technology and so heavily on things that it's lost the, the own innovative, uh, unique style and personality of the archer themselves. And so Lars does a fantastic job. You can YouTube it and check it out. Now, the reason I talk to you about that is because sometimes when we talk about family, I can come up and share with you in 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Last week, how many of you were here last week? Last week? and you came back, I set a world record at Pathways Church. The message was 53 minutes long. DeRay came up to me and said, hey, he said, he said, Pastor, you know you set a record. I said, what are you talking about? I said, 53 minute message. And I said, nobody complained, baby. And, and he looked at me and he was like, DeRay went like this. And then he walked away. So... <laughs> So anyways, um, I can give up a message in 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, and I can make everything look so simple and it can just sound right. And it, it's so like, oh yeah, if I just do these five things and read these verses and say these prayers, then all of a sudden my family's gonna be perfect, neat and tidy. That's the real, but the ideal is that there are very few subjects that raises more regret and shame, and remorse, and pain than the topic of family. Your family, my family. How many of you would say to yourself, man, I'd love to have a do-over in that season of marriage? Maybe I wouldn't be divorced today if I, or I would love to have an opportunity to go back with that child because I was, or that season of life, I was way too focused on my career and family just fell off. Or maybe I just advocated my responsibility and I allowed my spouse to make sure they would parent. And you know what? I wasn't growing. How, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Or you've been in situations that have been a lot worse than that I just mentioned. I know the stats. I know the pain. I know the hardship of what, families, your family, our family, as a church family. In the last two weeks, let me just give you a little pastoral insight. I don't, I don't know if I've ever said this from the stage, but every time we do a series, usually one of two things happens. Usually I feel as your pastor intense pressure or pain or something happens inside of me about the topic I'm preaching on. And it's usually hard or I watch you all of a sudden begin to give and have things come up inside of you that's really difficult. Those are one of the two things. 
And with this series, it's like, I've just talked to so many of you over the last couple of weeks and my heart has been heavy for you because while there's the real of family, there is, or the ideal, there's the real of what we're experiencing. The last two weeks I've done funerals for, on the front row, there were two young girls, one in their late teens and early 20s, and they were sitting on the front row of their parents who overdosed on fentanyl in their late 50s. I did a funeral of a dad who was 79 years old and it was a blended family and it was kind of difficult. I talked to somebody who recently was just served divorce papers and yet in the midst of that pain, he had said, I've also seen God's hand and his blessing in this and I'm just holding on to hope. I've talked to others who have had custody battles and I've talked to those whose families have been a struggle with teenagers who have been walking away from the Lord. I've talked to others whose marriages are struggling. I've looked into your eyes, I've sat and I've overseen funerals and I've also done beautiful things in the last two weeks. I've done a renewal ceremony just Friday of a beautiful couple been married for 33 years and yet they wanted to renew their vows. They wanted to remarry. And God's presence was so strong in this platform as they were there with marriage mentors and, and just this beautiful couple. And they wrote their vows and you could feel the presence of God. I've seen some of the pain. I've seen some of the tragedy. I've seen the blessing and I've seen the beauty. And I know that family is hard and difficult and I don't wanna oversimplify. I, I, I don't wanna just give you something cute and an illustration and, and a prop or two. I, I get that this is the ideal and I get that we deal with the real. But here's what I want you to hear. That's why it is so important that you and I, we hear God's voice for our lives and for our families. We have to hear the voice of the Lord because there is no person that knows your family and your situation like the Lord himself. He created you, he knows you. He knows exactly what you're going through. That's why the bullseye, you wanna know what the bullseye is? The bullseye is knowing and discerning how God is speaking to you. Friends, God has a voice, God speaks. God is a personal God who wants to be in relationship with you, amen? God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to speak to your life. He knows everything about you. And while you can talk to people who are other godly people and you need mentors in your lives and you can be a part of small groups and, and, and you can talk to a Christian counselor and you can talk to somebody who's gone through it, all of those resources are warranted, are healthy, are necessary. But at the end of the day, you can listen to this one and 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 this one, but you need to hear the voice of God for your life. You need to know and discern and listen and respond to the voice of God for you. Uh, I love how Henry Blackaby puts it. Henry Blackaby writes this, he says, he says, there's nothing more important in life than understanding when God is speaking to you. There's nothing more important than understand when God is speaking to you. If you are disoriented to God's voice, your life is dangerously vulnerable. Learning how to hear the voice of God is the solution to a thousand problems in your life, in your marriage. 
Knowing God's voice, discerning and hearing God's voice is so powerful. If we don't know the voice of God, then all we have is the Christian way of life. The voice of God is what puts life in Christian life. If all you have, listen, if all you have is the Christian way of life, you might be a good person, you might be a moral person, but you run the risk of having a boring life. I hate to tell you that. But when you know and you understand and you can discern the voice of God for your life, it's what puts life in the Christian life. Because all of a sudden now you are in a hand in hand, heart in heart relationship with God and almighty God is speaking into your given circumstances and situations in your parenting and your marriage. And while things might not be ideal, they are really real because God is speaking to you. There's adventure, there's passion, there's pursuit. That's a relationship, friends. It's the voice of God. It's why I believe that a lot of teenagers who grow up in Christian homes and they go off to the university or they go off to the military, they struggle to follow the voice of God. You know why? Because the voice of the world and the voice of the enemy is far more alluring because all they've been raised with is the Christian way of life and they have never been taught or experimented to understand that God's voice wants to speak to them. Because when they clearly understand the voice of God, all of a sudden Christianity takes on a whole new meaning. It becomes life to them. They begin to make decisions based on what God is saying to him. Now, there are about five different ways that God can speak to you. This is not the exhaustive list. There's just kind of the list I came up with as I was uh, studying and putting this message together. Five different ways. God can speak to you through people. He can speak to you through circumstances. He can speak to you through, through decisions that you make. He can speak to you through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. You can sense God speaking to you. But today what I wanna do, because every time we start talking about the voice of God as a pastor, here's what always becomes the highest hurdle. Well, how do I know if it's, how do I know if it's, how do I know if it's real? How do I know if it's God's voice? How, how is it not just my voice? And all of a sudden we see that hurdle and it's immediate, like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really can discern and know God's voice. Today, I wanna give you the clearest and a surefire way to hear God's voice. You can hear his voice through his written word, the Bible. The Bible is the clearest way to hear God's voice. God wrote a book. 40 different authors, scribes, if you will, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit over 1,500 years. What he has already written and has spoken to other people, he wants to speak into your life and over your life. And why? Because the Bible transcends time. It's alive, it's active, and it's relevant to you for your given situation. Have you ever got read God's word and it's like, man, how could what was written all the way back then speak to me right here, right now? It's like the word jumps off the page to you and all of a sudden in your spirit, you sense that book is different. That book is totally different. And for some of you who are newer to reading the Bible, you're like, yeah, sometimes though I read the book and I'm like, what did I just read? I've been there a thousand times. But I've also been there that one time when I had one phrase that God spoke to me and I'm like, man, that's exactly what I needed 
to hear. What you are hearing is God's voice. That that's God's voice, the voice of God. So three questions to ask yourself when you're reading the Bible. Three questions, I'm gonna put them on the screen for you. These are really important. What am I learning about God? Question number two, who am I? And question number three, what God, what's your will and way for my life? Every time you're reading scripture, ask yourself these three questions. Let me break these down for you. When you read scripture, it's God's autobiography. He's revealing his nature and his character. He, he's describing who he is as an all-loving, all-powerful God who wants to invade your life. And he has a plan and a design for you. So always ask yourself, what, what, what am I learning about God? One of my favorite pastors of a day gone by, his name is A.W. Tozer, he writes this, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Why? Because this defines and sets the foundation for our concept of God. And if our concept of God is healthy, that we know him as a good, good father, slow to anger and abounding in love. If we know his character is not out to get us and harm us and to judge us, but he's a father who disciplines us, a father who will nurture us, a father who will lead us, regardless of our family of origin, our experience with our earthly father. If we can see him through the lens of scripture and experience him by his spirit, we begin to learn and it concretes, it sets a concrete image of who God is. And that's the most important thing to us, to you and to me. So ask yourself, what am I learning about God? A second thing that you can ask yourself is what am I learning about myself? Who am I? Who am I as an individual? Well, for starters, you're an image bearer created in the image of God. You laugh because God laughs. You cry because God cries. You feel because God feels. You think because God thinks. Right now you're writing notes and you're engaging your mind because God has a mind and he has thoughts about all of the universe. That's why we are created in his image, male and female, and the foundation of family is when a couple comes together, that's the family, that's the, the building block of what God wants us to experience his love and learn how to love. We realize who we are, but beyond that, you begin to discover, what are my strengths? What are my personalities? And it takes us years to discover those things, but those are so important because then God begins to flow through us. He goes with our personality. He begins to use us to be a blessing to other people. I love our church. We have people who are, are, are counselors and therapists. We have homeschool parents. We have bankers and lawyers, and we have eye doctors, and we have people who are engineers, and we have people who work factory work, and we have people who serve in retail. There are all kinds of people, people in the area of finance who are making a difference, who are saying to God, God, I'm learning who I am. And maybe when I made that career choice 20 years ago, you're renewing my mind because I am concretely understanding my identity in you because of who you are. And I know you're calling me to be a blessing. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. The third, uh, oh, oh, let me say this. If you're a parent and you, uh, you know, <laughs> if you've ever grown up in church, I've heard a thousand times, you need to have family devotions or you need to gather there. And it's like, well, how do I do that? I'm gonna give you a template for family devotions. If you wanna sit down with your kids this week or your teenagers 
and uh, you want them to know what God thinks about them, let me give you six, thing, six things God wants you to know about yourself, your children, your family. One, that he sees you, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. Two, he hears you, 1 Peter 3, 12. Three, he cares for you, Psalm 23, 1. Four, he forgives you, 1 John 1, 9. God is with you, Joshua 1, 9. God loves you, John 3, 16. You wanna have a family devotion this week? Take a screenshot of that. Go on our mobile app, pick that out. Moms, dads, sit down with your kids and say, here are the six things that God knows about you. Look up those six verses and then pray together as a family and say something like this. God, thanks for knowing me. Thanks for knowing my family. Thanks for loving me. God, we want to know you more. We want to love you and serve you more. Those are six things. If you're new to the Bible, six ways you can begin to get into God's word. Now, the final way in which God speaks to us is through his will and way for our lives. How does he do this? Well, he does this with his word. Listen to what Paul writes, his young protege in 2 Timothy chapter three. He says this, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. There are four things that we can, four nuggets that we can extrapolate from this one verse. Four things that God says to us about his word to guide our lives for the will and the way that he has for us. Four things, here they are. Teaching, God's word gives us teaching. That teaching, these four nuggets, teaching. Teaching what is right. Number two, rebuking, what is wrong. Correcting is to how to get right and then training in righteousness is how to stay right. Those are the four nuggets from this verse that shows us how God leads us in our lives, in our decision-making, in areas of, of stewardship, of our time, of our finances, of our thoughts, how he, how he leads us when it comes to our sexuality, how he leads us when it comes to our ambition, how he trains us, how he corrects us. In every facet of life, the word of God is what leads us and guides us and shows us his will and his way for our lives. So this morning, quick question. How many of you uh, looked at one of these this morning? Raise a hand, show hands. How many of you looked at one of these? Show of hands. A lot, no, raise them up really high, right high. You looked at some form of this, some form of this. Some of you didn't raise your hands, we can tell. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that was a little mean, I'm sorry. I went to bed late last night. We looked at this, right? And we looked at this because we don't want to leave the house and, you know, I mean, we want to put our best foot forward. We want to make sure, you know, right? Right? When we read the word, the word is actually reading us. This becomes a mirror to our lives. It, it actually begins to read our motives and our thoughts. And then as we walk with this, this mirror becomes a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. Psalm 119, how can a young person keep his way pure? By making sure that he has keeping, she has kept the word of God hidden in their heart. Why? Because I don't want to sin against you, God. 
because you see and you know you forgive, you love me, and I just want to honor you. The word begins to read us. There are so many different ways that we want to get God's word into your mind and into your heart. A couple weeks ago, I referenced this, and I know many of you, if you're more of a paper person, you picked up a copy of this on Amazon, God's Promises for Your Life. Just a really short way. You're not a reader and you just need scriptures around a topic or content in your life and you wanna pick this up, go for that. Some of you, uh, many of you, you're more digital and you love the, the Uversion app. If you don't know where that is or how to download that, talk to somebody out at Connect, that Uversion app. I love listening to you. You'll come to me and say, hey, Pastor Adam, there's like a new update. You can now can do video devotions. You can listen to people reading scripture. You can find hundreds and hundreds of Bible reading plans and you get into the word. That's why it's so cool that our kids and our students, every time they meet on Sundays or on, on Wednesdays, they're, they're diving into God's word. In Roots, our Wednesday night programming for elementary students, in God's word. I don't know if you know this, but in our kids' ministry, on a monthly basis, our team, our staff team, creates something that's called the passport. And we give these to all of our little ones so that they can begin to memorize and learn and read scripture. Because this is so important for our kids and parents you can help partner with your child and speak into their little lives as they're memorizing and learning God's word and, and so many amazing things that are happening. You know, my challenge to you this week is really a couple challenges. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, my challenge to you is simply to get into God's word. If you're a parent, get into God's word. Make a commitment to sit in your chair. If you're a guest, we call it chair time one of the three environments that Jesus practiced in order to get close to the Father. Time where you open up God's word and that word reads you and you read the word and God speaks to you. And if you wanna pray, you pray a prayer like this, God, now as I go to your word, would you just speak to me? I need to hear from you. Help me to learn about you, to learn about myself and to learn about your will and your way for my life. For some of you this week, I wanna challenge you to take your teenagers or your kids and this message is an opportunity for you to go ahead and just to simply rewatch the message with them. You can pause it, you can talk through it. Hey kids, did you know here are the six things that God knows about you? Can we read them together? Or what about this? Or ask your teenager, what did you think about that? Like, like go there with them, use this content to disciple your family. And if you're a guest, or if you're kind of checking out churches and you're doing some church shopping, can I just say this to you? If you go to a church and when you and your family leaves that church and you have not heard a significant portion of scripture, if you didn't need your Bible, or your mobile device for that church, can I just tell you, let that be your last visit to that church. And here's why. You do not need to hear the opinions of people. You need to hear God's word. We have done everything at Pathways Church to build this church on God's word and making disciples. This is the final voice, the final authority. This is God's word, infallible. This is the most precious and the most powerful book. These in here is the word of life. So would you bow your heads with me all across this room if you're online? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for... Uh, people who are here today. God, what is at stake in this 
room is life or death. What is at stake is the truth of your word. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says this, and God, I believe you're speaking this today to your people. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life. Friends, today, it's so simple. If you know and you respond and you listen to God's voice or his word, you're choosing life. If you reject his word, you're choosing death. That's what's at stake, life and death. It's that simple. So Heavenly Father, I pray for believers here today who are making commitments and saying, I need to get into your word, Father. For those who are just beginning to grow in a relationship with you, God, I pray that they would jump into the word, that many would download the YouVersion app or talk to somebody or God, begin to look into the word and as they look into the word that you would look into them and speak to them. God, I pray for families who are gonna be doing some devotions this week or talking or praying together. For parents, Lord, I pray for healing over marriages and strengthening. God, for those who are going through really difficult challenges, I pray that your Holy Spirit would walk with them, lead them and guide them. It's not too late. Parents of adult kids, that they would have great conversations and love them with your love. You're here today and perhaps you're a believer and you've been tracking in this series or you're brand new. You've missed a couple of weeks. We've been doing something around our auditorium with a couple different targets. And if you wanna write a prayer request, there's an arrow in the chair pocket in front of you. You can take that out at this time and fill that out at the end of service. You can put that on the target and we're gonna have our prayer partners in the upcoming weeks continue to pray over these prayer requests. You can fill that out. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then I wanna give you this opportunity because God is speaking to you through his spirit. And today is the day of decision for you. You wanna know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. What do you have to do? Well, you have to let go of your sin. You have to confess and repent. God will come in your life. He loves you. He'll save you, not because of your good works, but because of the finished work of the cross. You're online today and you wanna make that decision. How about you just type in, I'm giving my life to Jesus. DM Pathways, reach out, email us, text me, talk, just figure out, tell somebody. But if you're in the room today on site and you wanna make a decision for Jesus Christ, would you just go ahead and raise your hand in this moment, I wanna acknowledge you. Who wants to do that, make that decision? Yep, thank you. Yes, thank you. Who else? Yes, thank you. You can put them right down. Yep, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Now, as a church family, we always pray together because it's powerful. We're in this together. We're stronger together with the body of Christ. So would you pray with me out loud in full voice? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. You want the best for me. That's why you gave your best, your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. Forgive me my sin, come into my life, 
renew my mind, change my thoughts, soften my heart, and let me follow you with everything inside of me. In Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees with this prayer, shout it. Amen. Hey, can we celebrate individuals today? Can we celebrate individuals today who have given their lives to Jesus Christ? That's so exciting.